Welcome to the Paragold Podcast, Spirit Week Edition. This Friday is the Paragold Tech basketball game, and because this is not only the greatest rivalry in our city, but also in our state, we thought it would be a lot of fun to bring each district superintendent on, along with the high school basketball coaches. Now, as someone who grew up in this city going to these games, I found these interviews to be a lot of fun, and I hope you will enjoy them as well. Hey, if you're not already on our email list, subscribe today, and you're going to automatically receive a chance to win a gift card to Skinny J's right here in downtown Paragold. If you caught last week's episode with Max Bishop, you know that he said Skinny J's had the best steaks in the world. That's literally what he said. And so, of course, we recommend the steak, but if that's not your thing, you can use the gift card to pay for any other delicious items on the menu. Now, on to today's episode. Welcome to the Paragold Podcast, Spirit Week Edition. This is Jared Pickney, and I'm joined today by Paragold Lady Rams basketball coach, Sanja Tate, and Lady Eagles coach, Matt Dean. Matt and Sanja, thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having us. Great to be here. So, you have a pretty big game coming up between your teams this Friday at 6 p.m. at Paragold High School, and I definitely want to talk about that. But before I do, I would love to hear a little bit of your stories. Um, where did you come from? How did you get to where you were, to where you are today? And so, uh, Coach Tate, why don't we just start with you? Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you got into the, the coaching seat at Paragold High School. Well, um, well, I'm, I'm qu- quite a bit of a journeywoman, uh, journeyman. I've uh, been a lot of places. Uh, I started, obviously, uh, here in Arkansas, West Memphis, uh, out in Proctor. Um, is where I grew up at and played basketball at West Memphis High School there. was a, um, I guess, a standout kind of sort of at West Memphis basketball and, and track and field. Actually, you know, I, I really, what I enjoyed the most was track and field. Mm. I was, I excelled at that very, uh, it was just very easy for me. Mm. Uh, but uh, I was able to uh, get a, a scholarship to Arkansas State. Um, actually, uh, Matt's brother is the one that recruited me heavily. Man, what a small and world. Man, oh, I tell yes. you, that was a story because, you know, he twisted my arm to get to Arkansas State. I was actually on my way somewhere else, and, uh, you know, I made a promise to him, uh, and when it all fell down, I was going somewhere else, and he called me, and he was like, hey, you promised me that if you did <laughs> and I said, you know what, you're exactly right, I did, so then I committed there, yeah. and uh, the rest was pretty much history, you know, had a, a very a great a great career at Arkansas State playing basketball and, um, you know, went to uh, the uh, WNIT uh, two years, um, won it in 93. Um, Then after that, uh, it was kind of like I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, obviously, I wanted to play professional basketball, but it was not – here for the ladies to play professional basketball, hmm. you know. So I had to go overseas, and I, I did so. Uh, went over to Segovia, Spain, wow. and uh, played over there. But it seemed, you know, I'm a mama's girl, so everything yeah. seemed so far away and, like, years apart when I was It's a little different there. than West Memphis. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I was there, and 
pretty much cried every day and used all my money to call home. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I want to go back home. So I did. And it was a great experience for me uh, being over there in a way, uh, being abroad, uh, and then coming back home. Because, you know, like I said, I thought that everything was moving fast-paced uh, at home, and I wanted to get back. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I got back, I found out that everything was the same. <laughs> <laughs> everything was the same, the same People were sitting on the, on the corner, street corners, doing the same thing, and and everything looked the same. So it was great for me to see that, and um, you know. But from there, I enrolled back into Arkansas State because I had another year of eligibility in track and field, and um, was very successful. And that was uh, went in uh, to to national as a heptathlete. Wow! And um, from there, I. Uh, what did I do? I was working at a factory and, okay. uh, he, uh, in Jonesboro. I was working at a factory and was just, you know, working and, and trying to obtain my, uh, my bachelor's degree because I had not yet graduated. Okay. So I was trying to obtain that. And so I was working uh, and then I actually had two jobs and then I was doing student teaching at the, at the same time. So I was, it was, I would, work at, I would work at, I would work at, what's Brown, uh, the Brown Company. And you got me. Yeah. No. Come on, guys. Here? No, the, the, the shipping company. Oh, UPS. Oh, yes. UPS. Yeah, UPS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know about shipping yeah, company. I just remember <laughs> Browns. Um, I, I was working there early morning, and then I would uh, go run home and give me something to eat, and change my clothes because I was student teaching, and then I would go to student <laughs> teach for the you know day, and then get off there, and then go to another job. And I'm saying, wow, this right here is you know, this is a bit much. I don't want to do this. So you know, finally, uh, right there at the end, I got a phone call from uh, Coach Winters, and. Um, and who's Coach Winters? She's my. She was my uh, head coach at at Arkansas State. Okay, all right. So I got a phone call from her, and she said, "Hey, you know, they're starting a a, a professional league over here. Uh, you should get your resume together." And I'm thinking, "Don't know what you're talking about." Uh, so, and I'm I'm scheduled to graduate in May 10th, and this was like a couple of months before she called. She called me and told me this. So I am. I got got that. I'm broke, don't have no money, <laughs> and I am um, trying to solicit money from people, asking them because it was in the uh, it was American Basketball League, and it was in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, so I'm trying to get money from people to to help, you know, send me there, and um, I called. I was on the phone almost daily. With Matt's brother, <laughs> really? Like, yes, yeah. he's played a big uh, role in your life. Yeah, he a huge, huge, like a, a a total big brother to me. That's awesome. Um, and I was on the phone with him a lot, and I was working out a lot. But you know, he was uh, definitely navigating, helping me navigate through uh, what was taking place, and um, and he just uh, he he was there. He was there for me. So he met me at uh, in Atlanta. And uh, was there right in my corner. Man. Uh, 
through through the trial, you know, going and telling me what I, you know, I get off um, once I, I went out, played, got off the court. He was right there telling me what I needed wow. to do. And, uh, yeah, he, he's definitely been, you know, uh, a, a mentor, a big brother to me. Um, that's just almost anything that I've, I've ever done decision-wise. I've always talked to him about it. But uh, from there, um, you know, I got drafted to play with the Columbus Quest uh, in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was great. Um, we won two championships. Two championships, their world championship with the Columbus Quest. And after that, I found out uh, three days before, I think it was uh, December the 22nd, that the league was folding. They oh, called wow. and said three days before. Wow. No more playing, Dang. no more league. So. Um, I had to be heartbreaking. Now I'm on unemployment. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm in the unemployment line. So me and a couple teammates, we went, filled out our unemployment, was getting an unemployment check, and then we were doing little odd jobs. Uh, I think the job that, that we got, we knew a friend that was, you know, kind of flipping houses or help renovating. So we were doing the, that, uh, helping with that. And then, you know, until, you know, uh, the WM, WMEA wanted to have a, uh, a disbursement draft for the ABL. So we we all, they brought they brought us all to Chicago for mm-hmm. that, and we did another trial, uh, and I was drafted to play for the Minnesota Lynx, uh, which was the same team, you know, my coach at the Columbus Quest mm-hmm. was the general manager and the head coach at the Lynx, so... He was trying to get his team back together because we were very successful. And uh, from there, you know, I played uh, three seasons there with, uh, the De- you know, WMEA Minnesota Lynx. And in the off season, I was going overseas playing. And I went to Moscow. Uh, my first trip there was actually France, Nice, wow. France. Went there. It was great. I mean, obviously, I don't know if y'all know Nice, where Nice is. It's right there on the French Riviera, the oh, wow. uh, Promenade des Anglais, uh, <laughs> and, and 20 minutes from uh, uh, what's Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo. So would visit up there a lot and just, you know, visit all up and down the, the Riviera. But spent a year there. It was great, like I said. And then after that, um, I went to Russia and uh, wow. Moscow. And, 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 you know, I really enjoyed my time there. I played for, I don't know if you know, uh, Alexander Ovechkin. Oh, yeah. Sasha. Hockey. Yeah, yeah. Hos- hockey. Yeah. So I know him by Sasha. Because, yeah. But I played for his mother. He really? was He was 15, uh, 16 years old when I was over there. So I would spend a lot of time uh, at his house uh, and... They were all saying, hey, Sanjaj, my son, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be a great hockey. He's going to play in the NHL. And I'm like, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, I went and, and, and he was like the number one player over in Europe. Yeah, and I went crazy. to, that was my first hockey game. I went to see him and I have one of his little cards where they had over there for, you know, but uh Went and that's who I played for in Moscow. And then my the next year I went to Siberia, um, uh, Novosibirsk, 
and played up there, and it was cold. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's the first time I've ever had frost bites on my toes. Oh, right. And uh, it, that was crazy. Uh, the rush playing over in Russia, Siberia, because it's just um, uh, it's the culture is very different, uh, just based on where you are. Mm. Um, and no, you know, Moscow had different areas, uh, but in in Nova Sibirsk, it was it was just a very uh, homey down. You know, they all. Uh, the things that was in the markets were fresh, you know, organic mm -hmm. fruit and stuff like that. Um, and that's how they kind of, you know, they had the Diosha's, uh, which is the old old ladies carrying the little bags with the, uh, it was just a little, it was, it was different. Uh, but I really enjoyed my time over there. Mm -hmm. I, I got a, a, a lot of good friends, you know, uh, when I was there mm -hmm. uh, as well. But, you know, spent my time there. Uh, when I first got to, uh, I spent it was a almost a forty, almost a forty eight hour trip from where I started to get to Novosibirsk, and once I got off that plane, because they fly at night like midnight, oh. and then I got there that morning, and they picked me up, took me to my uh, the place where I. They thought I was going to be staying because they had to get me somewhere else. It was really bad. <laughs> but uh, I dropped, literally dropped my bags, picked a couple pair, whatever, something for a couple of days, and uh, and then I was on my way to the train station. Wow. And it, was, it wasn't one of those train stations. I don't know if you all been on a train, but it wasn't one that – like our Amtrak's, mm. it was like one of those shaky ones. <laughs> and no sleeping. No sleeping. <laughs> and and you had to stand outside and you're waiting on it. And my feet froze. I was, wow. It was, I was like, well, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, it gets cold. It, it's really, really cold where your eyelashes and stuff like that freezes. Um, Miserable. You know, That's hardcore. Yeah. But from there, I... I I went back over to to uh, France, uh, so I was in the southernmost part of France in, in Nice, and then I went back. Uh, when yeah. I went back over there, I was in the uh, northernmost part of mm -hmm. France in Calais, and um, really enjoyed there as well. Um, but that was my last was going to be my last stay because I uh, started to kind of my body was kind of starting to fall apart. Mm -hmm. So I called my uh, old mentor professor at Arkansas State, and I was like, hey, I want to, I'm done with basketball. Mm -hmm, I need mm -hmm. to, so he got me with everything for um, coming back and getting my master's degree. So I came back, and then immediately that summer uh, started, you know, the process of getting back into, so, and I wanted to be on a fast track I didn't want to take two, three years to get my master's, and so I told him, I said, I'll, I can, I'll do this, but within one year. So he got me on that track, and it was very hard. I mean, obviously, you know, not oh sure, uh, and getting back into studying and all that stuff. And then I was a GA, so I was teaching classes as well. But uh, from there, uh, graduated within a year, wow. and. So I wanted to take a year off because I was just the hustle and bustle yeah, and going here and there. Uh, but I got an opportunity there in Charlotte. One of my friends called and said, hey, there's a 
new school opening up. You can be the coach here. And so I applied for that position and went up there and um, interviewed, and, and then they hired me, and, and, and I was there for a couple of years. And then there was another school in Charlotte uh, that opened up, and I went to that school and um, was the head coach there. We were very successful. And um, I came back. That's when I got my job, got the job at Arkansas State. Okay. And um, That was what year? That was 2010. Okay. No, that was 2012. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2012. So from there, I coached with uh, Brian Boyer for about two, three seasons. And uh, then I went to Arkansas State University Mid-South. Uh, which is a junior college there in West Memphis because I needed to be closer mm-hmm. to home uh, because my dad was very ill. Mm-hmm. And um, so from there, the position opened. Uh, actually, I had taken in 2006, 17, what is this, 2021, 19, I guess, 19-20, uh, was it 1920? Yeah, 1920. Yeah. Wow, so many it's years. It's been a while. Yeah. But uh, 1920, uh, well, it was in 19 is when I uh, took a job at Osceola. Hmm. But it was not feeling good to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it just wasn't feeling good with my soul, my spirit. Hmm. And so um, West Memphis wanted me to come and be an assistant there. So I, I felt that that was the best thing. Uh, so I called Osceola and told him that I was going to take that job and went um, to West Memphis as an assistant coach. And the strangest thing happened there as well. Um, when I was there, I mean, I was very content in in, in my role and what I was going to be doing, uh, assistant coaching, kind of stepped back, just helping with the program mm-hmm. and driving a bus, and I was enjoying it. And... Um, but I guess God had other plans for mm-hmm. me uh, because, I mean, the coach that was there for, I don't know, she's been there over 20-something years. Long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Coaching, you know, and I had no plans on becoming the head coach or whatever. She had a stroke. Oh, wow. While I was – she was in the the office, and I was out practicing with the girls, and I had no idea – um, but until I saw an ambulance come to the campus, and then I went running to the, and she was, she had a stroke. So I'm thinking that, oh, it's going to be all, all good, you know, um, it's just a mild stroke, but it, it ended up being uh, a massive one. It was, it was pretty uh, bad, and so then I had to take over the position of head coach mm. there, and uh, it took me a while to kind of step into that, uh, I guess want to step into it because I was kind of content on where mm-hmm. I was, but um, uh, got into that and and uh, we did okay. You know, it's just trying to uh, because with basketball, I'm, I'm just at this point just trying to teach those young ladies how to uh, be productive citizens, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's the it's, it's very it was difficult at time. Because you know the discipline wasn't there, um, you know the lack of discipline from from both uh, the the student athlete and the parent uh, can be kind of uh, difficult on a coach. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so 
I was um, actually sitting with the athletic director, and, and we were just talking about the next coming year, and and he gets a phone call from Dale Skank about me. And he said, oh, well, she's right here. So I get the phone call. He's like, hey, are you inter- interested in, in the paragraph job? And I said, not at all. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't said, know why. I said, no, I'm, I'm not interested in that job, that position. Um, and he's like, oh, well, I've, I've heard that you were interested. I said, I have not. <laughs> I haven't told anyone yeah. that I was interested. I'm here, you know, and um, because it was kind of like a lateral move for me. Sure. You know, and um, but after uh, contemplating and thinking about um, everything that was happening, um, I thought, huh, well, maybe I should check into it. Mm-hmm. So that's when I called uh Dell back and I said, "Hey, I may be interested." So then, I came up for an interview and all that, and um, you know, um, just one thing led to the to another, and um, and now you're sitting here in the crossing now, in downtown Paragol. That's right. About that's how I got here. <laughs> I know that was a pretty long, uh, oh. but it, that's how I got it's here. An incredible story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's all. I, I would love to ask so many questions and dive deeper into all that, but I want to be mindful of your time. I know you're both here pretty much on your break and have a lot coming up. And so I would love to hear coach Dean, just a little bit about your story, kind of where you come from and, and how you got to where you are. Well, I probably should have went first cause mine's not near as exciting as scientists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course I wish everybody could have seen, I wish the WNBA would have been around when Sanja was in her prime where they could have where people could have seen how good she was. I mean, it it was unbelievable. Uh, I enjoyed getting to watch her at Arkansas State. I was at every game, and uh, she is truly one of the best players, that women player that I've ever seen. Uh, Wow. uh, My journey, uh, my my family has – athletics has been a major part. Uh, My great-uncle and granddad – uh, played for the St. Louis Cardinals, Dizzy Dean and Daffy Dean, and uh, they played back in the thirties. Awesome. And uh, by the way, if I can just stop you there for a minute, I, I said that I've never like formally, I think, met you, but I was in a luxury box with Seth Purcell. Oh, okay, whenever, yeah. Or was it Dizzy? Dizzy or Dean? Yeah, they Dizzy did Dean the, um, Day? Yeah, right. So yeah, okay. I guess I should say thank you. Yes. I actually got to get to the luxury box and eat some really good food thanks to you. Well, so. I, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and so you would think our background would be in baseball, but really I had I have four brothers and none of us were just really great baseball players. Hmm. Uh uh, you know, I, I wasn't recruited heavily like Sanja. Uh, just went to school, and uh, my brother, of course, was at ASU coaching, and I was always around their practices. I have another brother that coached girls basketball all around, coached uh, at Newark when Amber Shirey was, uh, was Amber Nicholas then, the assistant coach that's at the Razorbacks now. Mm. Uh, he He won a state championship at Pine Bluff, and – basketball was just kind of in our blood and I I've seen them over the years coach and you know I, I kind of knew what I wanted to do from the very start uh graduated from Walnut Ridge but I moved around a lot as a kid uh so I was at a lot of different schools but graduated from Walnut Ridge and then went to ASU 
graduated from there. Uh, got the job at a little place called Swifton. Yep. Uh, great place. Was there three years. Was blessed to have some good kids and uh, did pretty well. And then got the job at, at Marmaduke and uh, had a great, great, great time at Marmaduke. Uh, many friends, still friends that I have today. Had 10 years worth of great athletes and great mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, made me look good. Let me tell you. Made <laughs> yeah, me look y'all were good. y'all were dominating. Yes, I remember back in those days. Yes, they. You know, they, it it was crazy how consistent uh, the kids that came through there and how they expected to win. Uh, <clears throat> have been at uh, Truman. Have been at uh, Hillcrest, which is Lynn and uh, Strawberry. Uh, ended up at Rector for six years. Uh, my daughter played for me there, got her graduated off, and uh, Trey Harding had called me, mm. and, uh, wanted me to come be his assistant, and so I said, "Boy, yeah, let's let's do it." So mm. I, my wife had also been at Tech; she's the senior yep. uh, class counselor there, and she had talked about how she liked it at Tech, and mm. so I got there with, you know, thought I'll finish my career as an assistant to Coach Harding, and then after a year. He decides to get an administration and then the AD part of the of the job, and he came to me and said, "Look, you know these kids, and uh, I know you. you know, I thought you were going to come be an assistant, but won't you, you know, give it some thought and be the coach at Green County Tech?" And I said, "Well, okay, yeah, I, I guess I'll do it." And uh, you know, this is my third year, and have has you know got great kids, great parents, and uh, you know. Just uh, enjoying enjoying what I'm doing. Well, you've Way been coaching. <laughs> yeah, that's what she, that's what he's trying to do, isn't it? He <laughs> knows the big games coming up. That's right. Soften you up a little <laughs> bit. So you've been coaching for how many years? Total? Uh, I've got 29 years in at Christmas. 29 yeah. years. Wow. Yeah, that's a long time. I'm what old, Sanjay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> experience. What are some of the lessons that you've learned? What stuck with you? Just Anything jump out as you think about all those years of coaching? You know, discipline. Uh, basketball teaches discipline. You know, there are things that you have to deal with that aren't always positive. Absolutely. And kids learn from that. You know, they – they not everything is just handed to them. You know, you have to earn whether it's playing time or, you know, handling losing, you know, because if you play this game – Mm. You're gonna lose. Mm. I mean, and you have to know how to handle that. And you know, I'm I'm not the best loser. I, I've had to learn how to lose over the years. Yeah. And uh, how, how do y'all deal with losing? I know both of y'all are competitive, and it. I know even whenever you walked in, you're like, I'm not in a great mood. We lost <laughs> last night. So how do you deal with that? Because that just comes with the territory, right? You're not gonna win them all. No, I mean it's it's. Uh, it's just something you have to, I mean, I'm learning with the kids. I mean, I've done it for 29 years and, you know, it, it losing, it's, <laughs> it hasn't got any better for me. I know it's that. It's not any easier. <laughs> right. No, it's not easier. What would you say, Coach Tate? My, my stomach is upset already. I, I call them L cookies. L cookies. Uh, yeah. And, and they, make, awesome. they make my stomach upset. They don't taste very good, they do they? They don't taste very good. L cookies <laughs> does not taste very good. So, no. I, I, wow. 
I don't, I, I have eight brothers, two sisters. So wow. I grew up in a very big family. And my, and, and I, what the dynamics were, my sisters were older. And then I had a lot of brothers. And then I am like, I have a brother younger than me. So it was my sisters and then five boys, me, and then another, um, my younger brother. So I grew up with a lot of uh, guys, and and I was just grew up in a very competitive mm-hmm. uh, uh, environment. And I just, I just did not like to lose. I didn't like to lose. It just wasn't no fun. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, and that wasn't something my mom and dad taught. It was kind of like, you know, just the battle of losing with my brothers and then walking yeah. off, they're talking trash. <laughs> you, you just yeah. didn't want that. Man. And um, I guess it just trickled over to me playing, you know, collegiate professionally, and then it just really didn't get any better when, <laughs> when I'm coaching. Yeah. Uh, because at, at least when I was playing, I had a role in how oh, the man, outcome yeah. was. Uh, but coaching was... It's just not, it hasn't been fun. It's not fun okay. losing. How much of coaching is, uh, how much of coaching or winning or losing is dependent on the players and how much on the coaches? Would you say at the high school level, per- oh. percentage wise? What would you say? Gosh, that's a hard question. I, uh, well, if you, if you don't have, it's any, probably not a fair question, but. Uh, well, I think I think we have to put the kids in position to win, and then they have to execute what the plan is. And sometimes plans get disrupted, or oh yeah, it goes off script. So to put put a percentage to it is awfully hard, isn't it, yeah. Coach? I yeah. mean, at the high school, at yes. the high school, because you know, uh, just honestly, the. It, there's not a lot of difference between one to the other. And you mean like from high school to college? To, no, no, I'm uh, talking about within the col- uh, high school. I'm talking about from your, uh, if you got 15 kids and your first kid. Okay. You know, your number one player and your, you know, but it's like teaching. It's like teaching, you know, and I, I've all, I always say that it's like teaching a class and you're, like Coach said, you try to put them in the good in positions for them to be successful, then yet the team could be successful. So you you tell them their roles, what they're good at, and then it has to be a mutual type of respect on they know their limitation, mm-hmm. you know their limitation, they accepting it, and then now you're putting them in a position to be uh, great at what they do. Yeah. You know, because none of the kids will be able to dribble the ball, pass it to themselves, and rebound, you know. But you have some, you know, you can or be a great shooter, or you have some that's a great shooter, but then yet you're asking someone else to be a great rebounder, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, be a great point guard or leader on the court. So that's, I think, what uh, Coach Coach Dean is talking about mm-hmm. as far as putting them in a position to be successful. So it's kind of uh, on both the coach and the players, them having the discipline to uh, 
to buy in mm-hmm. to what you're you're trying to you know teach them and and uh, coach them, um, and then you uh, knowing what you have, putting them in the right positions yeah. to be successful. So yeah, um, you've both mentioned that word discipline. Is that a pretty much a non-negotiable in having a player that is a good team player? Like as you look back at your even the teams that you've coached and players you've been around. I'm guessing that would be one of the attributes that you'd be like, like absolutely. All of the great players have been marked by that. Is that oh, true? Oh yes, definitely. I mean, you, you've you've got to have discipline, and uh, you know, especially that's for me. It's on and off the court. I mean, it, it's all a learning experience, and and I, you know, I don't think you if you don't have discipline, I don't think you learn it overnight. I think it's a long drawn out process, mm-hmm. and that's why athletics, not just basketball, is is so good for kids. Yes. Yeah, I I, I definitely concur um, with that. But you know, it it's it's long and drawn out. You know, it's just a a daily thing of trying to to teach them uh, the discipline. I mean, if you don't have that in the commitment, yeah, you know. Then you're you're probably just going to be just that uh, average to below totally. average um, student athlete. So I mean, it just uh, for me, basketball is just mm, it's just been everything. It teaches uh, when I was playing, and now that I'm coaching, it's just uh, you know uh, it's been everything. Yeah, can you elaborate on that a little bit more? You said it's been everything. What has basketball meant to you? That, you know, it signifies to me like like what it is. It it signifies it's the world to me yeah. because it is it has uh, taught me so many lessons. It has taken me so many places, uh, you know, around the world, and um, you know the discipline, the commitment. I mean, you've had the heartaches, how to deal with those, and the the uh, how to learn how to win, how to deal with success. Uh, you know, because you have people coming at you and uh, want to be a part of that. And, you know, when you're not so successful, you mm-hmm. have people that are, mm-hmm. are, are you know, want to bash you mm-hmm. and, and talk about you. So you have to deal with that. and uh, Learning how to play with people that you don't necessarily get along with. Absolutely. <laughs> right. You know, so, uh, I mean, I've only had one experience with that. So, but, you know, for the most part, everything's been great. Uh, for me, I'm just a, a very fun-loving type person. I like to, to laugh. I just think that that's just uh, soulful, um, good for the soul. Yeah. And I like to laugh and cut up and no. make other people laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to talk about that. Well, uh, <laughs> no, let's talk about that, whatever that no, is. No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I've just always been that, that, that person that just, you know, like to, uh, I just enjoy life and and like to laugh and and um, I, that's great. Yeah, so that's awesome. Well, this Friday night, obviously, your teams are going to face off against one another, and I think one of the greatest high school rivalries in Arkansas. Um, so I'd just be curious here from both of you guys, what does this, what does a game like this mean to you and your team? Uh, the reason I ask that is, you know, when I was I was a former student at Paragould, and it was the Tech Paragould game was never just another game. At least for us. And yeah, maybe the coaches would say something different. I, I never asked them. But, you know, for us, it was like, okay, if we're going to win one game, like this is the game we've got to win. Like that's the way we, we felt, you know, as students. And so um, I, I'm curious, from a coach's perspective, what does a game like this mean to you and to your team? 
So whoever wants to go first. Well, uh, even when I was in high school, I remember the Tech Paragool game being big, and a couple of her teammates at ASU, uh, Michelle McCarroll and Dana Holston, uh, were standouts at Green County Tech and Paragould. And I, I remember going to those games, and then after becoming a coach, you know, I'd look at my schedule and thinking, man, I hope we don't have a game on the night of the Paragould Tech game because you always wanted to go watch. So mm. to me, it's it's the best – you know, I know there's Northside, Southside at Fort Smith, and, I, you know, there, I'm sure there's some others. But to me, it's it's got to be, if not the best, one of the best rivalries in Arkansas. And, yeah. you know, because the, the town is just one town and Absolutely. two schools. And, uh, you know, I, I want to win those games, and sure. I'm sure Coach Tate does too. But now I want to win all the games. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's really been a big part of my – my, uh, you know, life as growing up, seeing it, and then as I've coached, seeing yeah. it. Yeah. What would you add to that? Uh, well, I, I would probably con- concur with him. Um, you know, just like like he said, Dana was was one of my teammates and, and Michelle McCarroll, and they talk about it. And uh, you have people that – other people that I know, they talk about it. I mean, like, not just the student – the students at Paragool Tech, you're talking about uh, other people that have graduated or may be affiliated with with the the, the uh, programs. Uh, they all and it's packed. Yes, like, won't packed. be this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, what are the guidelines this year? How do how do they? You get certain them? amount of vouchers. I don't know how they're doing it at Paragool, but you just get a certain amount because they're having to space everybody out. So well. The, well uh, because it's at Paragool uh, this time and we don't have the arena that uh, mm-hmm. Green County Tech have, we're not letting any of their friends in. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's, that's a good idea. Oh, that's she's smart. starting it already. Yeah. <laughs> we're not letting any of their fans. They're watching on the uh, on uh, the YouTube channel no. or uh, they can be outside or whatever. We're gonna you have just caused uh, riots in Paragool, Arkansas. We're freezing yeah. you yeah. out. You're, okay? just, you're just looking out for them. Yeah, that's yes. right. We're, you want to make sure they're safe. That's yes. right. That's right. I appreciate that. I want that. you coming around, all right? So... Uh, because oh. it's gonna be it's gonna be a ram time. It's gonna be ram time. <laughs> ain't no, we're not letting any eagle fly. <laughs> eagle soar, no. You're gonna try to keep us on the ground. That's huh? right. That's right. That's but, awesome. Do y'all prepare for this game any differently, or is it just really? I, I mean, you know, the kid. You don't have to motivate no, because the kids. Not. You know, yeah, they want. They're going to be up for yeah. those. Uh, so you know, you you don't have to worry about the motivation. Uh, and of course, you try to tell them, you know, hey, it's just a game in our conference, but it's not. I mean, they the kids want to win that game. Sure. Well, so you the, know. the one thing about it is, is that these kids know each other. Yeah. You know, no they they've grown up. A lot of them has played with each other and uh, has gone their separate ways. Whether it's it's you know coming to Tech or or or, or you know going to Paragool, and uh, they know each other. So they want to have that bragging right. And they, they want to be able to see him in Walmart the next day. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah. That's what's up. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, you don't have to get them ready for this game. That is one game, <laughs> uh, two games out the year yes. that you don't have to get them ready for. Yeah. Uh, 
You know, they they want to, whether you win any other games, you can be oh and whatever, but you want to win that Tech Paragon yeah, game. Right. Yeah, right. I'm going to see if I can sneak in somehow and watch. So. I'll get, I get you a ticket. Oh, that'd be awesome. You already said that you're a Paragold alum, of course. That's yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> he's already, he's, I already caught that. Yeah. I'm definitely going to yeah. I didn't even ticket. think about that. I thought, man, you're just being so nice and I might kind, just storm out of here yeah. now. Hey, hey, I'm, come on now. I'm outnumbered. Yeah. <laughs> definitely going to get him a ticket. Yeah, so um, there's so much more we could talk about. But for the sake of time, I'll, I think I'll just end here. Um as you guys look down the road and you think about, you know, you've coached your last game, what do you personally want to be remembered for? Um, what do you want your legacy to be as a coach? People to remember you. Yeah, what do you want them to say? I, I just told my kids this the other night that, you know, when, you, when the years go by, unless, unless you win the championship, uh, a lot of people don't remember – you know, how many wins you had or how many losses. I want you to look back on your time, and I want you to look back and say, man, I really had a good time, mm-hmm. you know, competing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether we won or lost, we had fun. And to look back on your career and look on it favorably. You mm-hmm. know, I, uh, the juices get flowing, and you want to win every game. But, you know, when it when it comes right down to it, I – you know, I, I want them to have had a good time, and I want them to remember me with positive memories. Mm. Oh, wow. That's, right. That's so, so great. <laughs> <laughs> There's something behind that. Because I want them to remember me as a winner. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you are a winner, Sanja. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. Yeah. I'm just joking. Uh, no, uh, but all jokes aside, um, I just I want them to uh, remember me as as someone who who pushed them to the uh, kind of like you know how you can bend a pencil mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. before it breaks. Okay, um, that's kind of how I I do with my kids. I'm going to push them uh, to almost that breaking point, mm-hmm. but not quite there. And then knowing, you know, I'm going to rub that little area mm-hmm. and and put my arms around mm-hmm. it and know that they they know that I care about them. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, and again, obviously, you know, when, once when they're having a good time. Those are memories that they're going to remember. Yeah. You know, those times that you had, uh, I had a great time, obviously, probably with me, that they'll probably remember some of those times that, that it wasn't so great. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, uh, those are memories as well. Yeah. I have some, some of those times with his brother uh, that weren't so great. But those mm-hmm. were great memories. Yeah. So, and I, they prepare you for the real I could world. tell you some great memories on Sanja, too. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't know. so great. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to do a second interview after the Paragold Tech game. Wouldn't that be go. good, Bill? We'll do that. Yeah. yeah, what you're talking about is great. You know, we had John Wallace on. Um, he owns Ranger Tool and Die, and he was a former Army Ranger. And he talked about how when he came out, like every day he wanted to quit as a Ranger, literally every single day. He's like, I think I'm going to quit today because they just push you so hard. But he said as a result, because he stuck with it, he literally feels like no matter what challenge is thrown at him now, like he can face it. Absolutely. And I think that's why athletes really do oftentimes make really good employees. Yes. And, and they, they survive. They do so well because they've been pushed so hard and they hated it at times. But they're like, you know what, if I could make it through that, like I can make it through this yeah. adversity. So it's very important. Yeah. That, the, that's, that's our team motto. Uh, 
uh, this year. It's, it's tough times never last, but tough people do. Oh, that's good. You know, I'm gonna tweet that. So, uh, <laughs> give yeah. her credit. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no! Don't give me, don't give me credit. Don't give me credit. You know, uh, my old teammate from when I was playing with the Columbus Quest, a uh, very wise uh, young lady. She would all wow! I learned so much uh, playing, uh, but she would always tell me, you know, because they called me Taz. There, she did, because she said I was like the Tasmanian <laughs> devil. Tasmanian devil, yeah, all over the floor. Accurate description. Accurate, accurate. So she, she said, Taz, you know, tough times never last, hmm. but tough people do. Hmm. These times are not going to last. She said, you just got to uh, persevere, get through yeah. them, and, you know. But that is one thing that I really, you know, that stuck with me. Uh, when she said that, and I, I tell my kids that all the time, tough times never last, but tough people do. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's so easy to quit. And I, yeah. I, I don't want to ever have coached a kid to yeah. quit because that's just, I mean, you can, it's, you'll be doing it all your life. So, yeah. um, but I'm going to push them to where sure. they think they might quit. And I think they might win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's I mean, that's a great message to to really end on and and to send us out. And you know, we'll definitely have to have y'all back on again because there's so much more that I would love to dive into with both of you. And I just want to say it's an honor to be able to hear part of your story. And I'm not even all of your story. So thank you so much for making the time to be here. Um, that means a lot to us. And I know to those that are listening and really do want to wish you the best of luck uh, in the game this Friday and the uh, rest of the We know who you're cheering for. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They put hey. me in the middle purposely, man. <laughs> Yeah, I know he gave me some some of that holy oil. I'm telling you. <laughs> that oil. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you for having us. So that was Coach Matt Dean and Coach Sanja Tate. It was really cool to see two opposing coaches um, come into our building and hang out here in the room. And even though they are part of this big rivalry, um, they were able to laugh together and encourage each other. And, um, and that's... Super cool to me. If you are uh, listening to this still, let me just encourage you to check us out on our website, www.paragoldpodcast.com. You can also find us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. So until next time.